It's about having a conversation and being transparent. It's about learning and growing to love the truth. I'm Ryan. And I'm True. And And this this is Love the Truth Podcast. Everybody, welcome to Love the Truth Podcast on this episode today. Yeah. Starring back. the starring true. <laughs> really? <laughs> and Ryan. Yep, yep, yep. There it is. See? Alrighty. Yeah, so let's let's let's, let's talk. Let's let's have a conversation okay. about something that's been on my the top of my dome and on the top of your dome. And so, wait, what's going on, on the top of my dome? What's so, the top of our dome, we've been pondering on wine. Mm. And so, with wine, just and I was thinking about it the past couple of days. This has been on our minds for the past five years. Mm. And so, I just want to start off and just off. yeah, I just want to start off saying that you know, back in my time. <laughs> No, I'm still young, right? And when, when I was a teen, when you I was a, to say like, well, boy, you a millennial, you better stop. What? When I was when I was around 15 or just my teenage yeah. teenager days mm-hmm. years, um, I would always see you know my mom and dad every blue moon on a birthday or anniversary mm-hmm. they would um, give um, treat themselves to a glass of wine. Mm. It was always, it was never indulged on. It was always mm. seen in a, you know, in a very sophisticated light, mm. uh, you know, during a celebration, mm. during something, just a special day, like New Year's and mm. whatnot. And so, you know, another time was just me uh, seeing my grandpa, my dad make wine because my dad didn't know how to make wine. Mm. My grandpa taught my dad how to make wine. So... You know, we had a big jug down in the basement that mm-hmm. they made from from naturally, just made it naturally. Mm. And, you know, it was always seen in a non-indulgent light, you know. And so just comparing that to your experience, how is your experience with the, t- you know, the subject? Yeah, like on? for me growing up, it's really interesting because it's very different. You know, I grew up, you know, I remember going to church and hearing the pastor talk about how wine is not something that we should do. And ultimately in the home that I grew up in, because of the denomination we were, you know, associated with, um, we just didn't see that as, you know, we thought everything in any form of alcohol was considered bad. And I remember being in church and not really having a real explanation as to why. Hmm. You know, I would hear terms like, oh, you know, wine is not good because it's a sin and it can cause you to go to hell because it's a stumbling. It would be just stuff that didn't really have any basis or foundation other than, you know, it's wrong to Mm -hmm. do it. And then when people would bring up the conversation or question of like, Um, Well, Jesus turned water into wine instead of really having a real explanation behind like a real response to that person's question. They would just be like, well, it's it's just wrong. You know, it's not something that we normally seen just 
I feel like in millennia, I don't know, I can't speak for everybody, but just us in general, we never, it's not a topic that you mostly see it. Like, I want, I want a breakdown of it, you know, what's, you know, what's the breakdown? What's, what does the word say about it? Yeah. And it's crazy because when I met you, that's when I really wanted to know more about it because growing up again, I didn't have that perspective on it that you had. And so I knew you loved the Lord. I knew you had the Holy Spirit, but it was like, you know, and I could have ultimately how I was raised up. I could have been like, okay, I'm cutting this off. I don't want to have any association with this guy, but I also always been a person like, you know, I love the Lord. I always want to have, I always pray. My prayer is always Lord. I, if I'm wrong in something, I want to have a soft enough heart, like a child yeah, to be same. childlike yep. and, and know if I could be corrected in that and, yeah. and I could be wrong. And so that ultimately led us down this conversation throughout the years of our marriage, past five years, you know, and here we're just now having this, like the full understanding, mm-hmm. I feel like, but yeah. it took us that long and we had all these conversations and we questioned ultimately, you know, did Jesus validate wine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess, you know, from our understanding and us just studying the scriptures for ourselves, praying about it past five years of experience Mm. well you know just recently us just diving into it we came to the conclusion Mm. came to our own conclusion through the word that you know jesus did validate wine Mm. and but before we get into that we i just want to go over how wine is made so from my you know standpoint and through us just looking at videos, mm-hmm. just documentation or, or articles, mm-hmm. you know, from what we learn, wine is made through just simply natural fermentation. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that if you squish some grapes, you sit it out from four, uh, four to f- three to five days mm-hmm. that you will produce wine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's so funny just thinking mm-hmm. about that. I always saw it as, oh, is this something that has to sit in a cellar for years in order for it to turn into wine? Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Because well, you see that in movies a lot. Yeah. Which the, people yeah. do do that, but, you know, it, it's not that. Yeah, I didn't. It doesn't have to take that long. Yeah, I didn't know it was a quick process mm-hmm. like that. And. Mm-hmm. Now I got a better understanding that, oh, okay, if this is mass produced, this is why it can be mass produced and put on shelves so quickly. Because mm-hmm. I always thought like, man, they got a cellar somewhere in the basement that <laughs> that's just has thousands and thousands, 100,000 bottles just waiting for it to be on the shelf. But no, it's it's a fast process. And this is just my lack of understanding of never looking into it, never dived into it, because it's not something that's really in the forefront of my mind. You know, just understanding. And I think an interesting point to kind of take off what you were talking about is, you know, when you're talking about the conversation about it being processed over time, Mm -hmm. I really do believe that, you know, like based off of what we've been studying and we've learned about it, you know, there is a misconception in the church of wine, you know, even the people that teach it so heavily that it's wrong. Mm -hmm. I think that they have a lack of understanding yeah. of all, what wine yeah. is. The Bible says, and, above all things, get an understanding. Yeah, and I think there is a big difference. Yeah. Well, I don't think I know. Yeah. There is a big difference between wine and liquor, liquor. Yeah. you know, based off of what we've learned, what the Bible says, 
And so we want to dive into that. And we definitely found some videos that we came across yeah. that was really, really interesting. So we have a video that talks about how wine is made. Mm -hmm. Then we have a video that talks about how liquor is made. Mm -hmm. And then we have a video from a guy that is from Israel. Israel. He's, yeah. a, he's a Christian Jew and he's from Israel. And he's talking about his perspective on wine from a i mean sorry he's talking about wine from a biblical perspective not his perspective mm -hmm. and so it's really interesting because this is coming from somebody that is from israel yeah. understands a lot of the terminology centered around the bible because the that's where it origi originates yeah. and so he specifically like you said brought up the term the fruit, fruit of the, of the vine. vine yeah yeah which is a term that um a lot of people like like for me when I hear the fruit of the vine, I typically mm -hmm. think of grapes and wine mm -hmm. because when I read the Bible for myself, um, not just you know getting my knowledge from somebody else, mm. you know, that's something that just can't. I just always thought grapes, you know, because mm. like you said, people say, "Well, Jesus, Jesus turned water into wine," and you know, which he did, so. Yeah, this guy, he's going to speak a lot. But it's interesting to say that you said that you, you just said that you grew up, well, I mean, not grew up, but recently after your studying of the word, you associated grapes with wine. But I think it's safe to say that that comes from your perspective of wine growing up as a child, because mm -hmm. I never associated great. It never crossed my mind because I was always taught, stay away from it. Don't think about it. It was almost like, don't think about it. Don't question it. <laughs> Just stay away from it. So whenever I would hear the word fruit of the vine, I never really, really processed it. Yeah. I didn't really think about what it meant. You know, and it was just, I knew it meant vine. I just yeah. didn't know what type of vine. I didn't know it was talking about a grapevine. Yeah. I didn't know it was talking about, you know, when God talked about vine, it had to do with vineyards and harvesting and yeah. all this. And you talk about vineyards, it's always about grapes and wine. Yeah. So, but I didn't know that until we began to study it. And it was like, my eyes became open and I was like, wow, Lord, you know, mm -hmm. like, this is why it's good for us to be like the Bereans and yeah. to study for ourselves and rightly divide the word of truth because we could be wrong. Yeah. You know, we know the word in part. We don't know the word fully like what you yeah, were saying. Absolutely. And so, yeah. And, you know, just the difference, because, you know, I just want to nip this in the bud, this correlation between wine and liquor. Mm. Um, wine produces natural alcohol. Mm -hmm. it, it has alcohol content in it, but it's not the same alcohol content as liquor. <laughs> it is. So that's from the well, videos really that, yeah, the point. videos that yeah. we posted, um, mm -hmm. we can get into that. Pick the grapes, we take them to the winery, we load them onto a sorting table where we actually just look at the grapes. If there's anything we don't want to go through into the press, we take them out. And then if it's white wine grapes or grapes of rosé, they go straight through into the press and then we press them in the press. With red wine it's a little bit different. With red wine we actually crush and de-stem, we take the grape stems off of the grapes. We don't really want them in with the wine as it's fermenting. Um, we get the colour, get the flavours and aromas and then once that's done you pump off all of the, the juice that you've created and then you take the grapes that are left um, and just put them very gently in the press just to get the last bit of juice out of them. 
enzymes transform starch into sugar. Then they add the yeast, which converts sugar into alcohol. Fermentation lasts 60 hours at 38 degrees centigrade. The bubbling we see is created by the action of the yeasts. This cone removes the CO2, a natural byproduct of fermentation. Nearly 70 tons of CO2 are drawn off daily. Everything is monitored by computer. Some 24 hours have now passed since the start of fermentation. When this stage is ended, corn oil will have come to the surface and is clearly visible by its reddish color. The fermented mash has a 13% alcohol content. They now move on to the next step, distillation, which condenses the vapors of the mix. It's in this three-column distillation system at a temperature of 85.5 degrees that the mash ferments and is distilled by live steam to separate the alcohol. All the distillation columns are continually monitored. So yeah, um, you know, through distillation and this process that you see in the video where they have this, these distillery machines, mm -hmm. you can see they just said that it separates um, the alcohol content from the corn syrup or whatever they were boiling. You can mm -hmm. see it took them hours just to produce. And you see that it's being monitored uh -huh. through the video. And Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> just the fact that they call it spirits just really, uh, really just hit me in the spirit. <laughs> it just hit, it woke me up like, whoa, like I didn't well, even know thing. it was called spirits. It's interesting I that you it. say that because I hear, I've heard people say that, wine is a spirit mm. okay and so this goes this brings us to our point yeah. if we're differentiating wine is different and it's separate from liquor because wine goes through a completely different process that is very natural whereas liquor is a man-made process mm -hmm. it has to go through all these steps it goes yeah. through evaporation all these different things which ultimately leads it leads takes all the nutrients out and literally turns it into a chemical. If you look up the definition, mm -hmm. it literally says it turns it is being evaporated into a chemical. Yeah. And so which now is that pure alcohol. Yeah, yeah, which is which is which is a spirit. Yeah. And so and the difference also like when so they're <laughs> so they're going through this process where they're taking that pure alcohol mm. out out of the process, which is a spirit, but with wine, it's literally keeping all of its nutrients from mm -hmm. the grapes, mm -hmm. everything, preservatives or whatever. The mm -hmm. only thing they do add that I that we learned was mm -hmm. added sugars, mm -hmm. which helps fermenting process to be quicker. Mm -hmm. So when you when we, when I was talking about those products on the shelf, mm -hmm. that's what you know helps that process because they do have to sell, mm -hmm. you know, mass produce a lot of the, those bottles. Mm -hmm. So, but it's not. That's you know added adding sugar now it will increase I think they didn't they say something about increasing the the content from ten percent to twelve percent something like that yeah Where it, it adds more alcohol so that's the thing it. It, so the added sugar that's the thing about it being mass produced versus it just going through that natural process yeah, because yeah. when you're talking about doing this on a mass level you know it they do have additives you know yeah. i think about it just on food just regular food, food has additives food, on it yeah. because it's being mass produced mm -hmm. so when you talk about the alcohol 
they said that, you know, originally in the Bible times, the percentage of alcohol because it was naturally made would be anywhere between four to 10% yeah. of alcohol. If you naturally make it. If it was naturally made. Yeah. But when you have this mass production of it, you're talking about 12%. Whenever you look on alcohol bottles, it's yeah. always 12%. Yeah, most like of them, the majority of them. Yeah, the majority like of them are around 12%. As far as what I've seen, yeah, they're eight always to like... 8 to 12%. Yeah. And then, of course, you have some that are higher in alcohol content because they actually let those sit in cellars. Mm. That's why they always have the year mm-hmm. on them. Like, oh, 2013 bottle? Okay, you just told me some new. I, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. didn't even know that. Yeah. I just knew that... Yeah. Whenever I go to the store and see a wine bottle, it usually yeah. says 12 to 12.2% or something right, like right, that. Right, 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 right. So, with that being said, I do believe, you know, again, going back to that concept of it, you know, wine in of itself, would you'd have to consume a lot of it because it's a much lower... Con, you know concentration mm-hmm. than liquor yeah you know liquor has about 45 percent plus of alcohol no it can get up to 45 percent there's still some liquors okay, that so are then what does it start off i mean i'm not sure we oh yeah okay, we can cut that okay it would start off somewhere between 15 like around 15 percent but mm-hmm. i know they can go as high as like 45 percent something well something right, i don't like think we that. should say that i should just think we should take liquor as a higher percentage yeah Let's we'll just say a higher percentage, percentage yeah. yeah okay so liquor tends to be the higher a much higher percentage yeah than yeah, wine yeah. um and i've seen them at the percentage of 45 percent mm-hmm. so you know that can be that can vary but they're usually higher than yeah, the much wine higher consen- the wine percentage yeah so that's the point is wanting to make that clear that 12.2 percent compared to 10 percent back in the bible times not is that, not, not that enough big. to not that big of a be like okay that's you know that's a problem right you have to still drink and consume a lot of wine in order for it to um become you know for you to become drunk off of it. yeah you would, so, you would yeah it would take uh yeah it would take some a few cups yeah you know, whereas cups. when you're talking about hard liquor yeah. like tequila rum stuff whiskey stuff yeah. like that always has high percentages yeah. again 30 plus percent of alcohol that is now you know you know you're, yeah now you're changing yeah now you're changing yourself and, yeah, yeah and that's something that i could actually attest to before i even got saved mm. i remember in college that i had taken a, a shot of tequila mm. it's funny because I, you'll never see anyone taking shots of wine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's why they have shots of tequila you need a small mm-hmm. amount and even those small amounts is going to make it huge difference Mm -hmm. in your demeanor how you act Mm -hmm. your stomach's more on fire and Mm -hmm. you know but yeah when i've tasted wine on the other hand it's it's just it's not the same Mm -hmm. i don't you're not gonna get that same you can tell when you when you taste it Mm -hmm. you know but you know i wouldn't advise any believers or you know now that i'm christian i would never go back and drink that but Mm -hmm. from my past experience yeah Mm -hmm. it's gonna be you can you can feel the change, and I think it's good so, to have that experience because yeah. you have a different, you know, have another perspective and stuff. Because I know there's people that grow up never drank liquor right. in their life, right. like me growing up, yeah. and you can get really religious with it, yeah. and you can get to a point where it's like, okay, 
nobody can drink. It's just stay away from it. It's sin. Right. And the Bible doesn't teach that. And so yeah, for wine. Yeah, yeah, for wine. And so I just want to talk about that. Let's let's talk about that. Like when it comes to the church again, another thing, the misconception you see a lot is that Jesus, you know, when people bring up water, Jesus turned into water into wine, but people don't act. I don't think a lot of people know that Jesus actually drunk wine. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get drunk off wine. He drank wine. Yeah. Because the Bible says, yeah, let's, in, let's go to that. Let's yeah. go to that verse. Yeah. Um, cut it. I don't, right. I don't think the verse is on here, right? That he drank wine. Oh, that is oh Matthew eleven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so in Matthew eleven, it says, "The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they said, Behold, a man gluttonous." And a wine biber, yeah. And which this means... is just this is KJV, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for those who are saying, "Oh, you know, it was grape juice," well, you know, and you he's know. making a point about KJV because it's another thing. A lot of the people yeah. that tend to have a problem with this, we always I find are people that have a problem with reading other translations yeah. of the Bible, which is a whole other conversation yeah. for another day. Yeah. But it tends to be people that only want to read King James Version Bible. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a church like that. And and we have to, again, be careful because sometimes you can misinterpret things. But it's funny, though, because the King James Version Bible says that the Son of Man came eating and drinking. And it's yeah. not talking about, what is he talking about? Because later down the, in the verse, it says that they accused him of yeah. being a wine biber, which means a habitual, habitual drinker, drinker of alcohol. Yeah. So we know God, Jesus is not a habitual drinker. Yeah. We know he doesn't drink, get drunk because he know we know that's a sin and Jesus is not going to be, you know, committing sins. He was sinless. Yeah. Oh, and by the so, way, this is Matthew eleven nineteen 19, verse 19. Yes. Yeah. But he did drink wine because they couldn't have accused him of something unless he had drink it and it yeah. says in the verse prior that he came eating and drinking, and drinking. so yeah. i wanted to just say yeah. that you know because there's a lot of people and even in the jewish video with the guy mm-hmm. he you know he's yes jesus yeah. drunk wine that is wine. something in yeah. israel and traditions passover different yeah. ce- celebration of the feast yeah. different celebrations in Israel tradition. Yeah. I believe there were four. There's four cups. Yeah, and they do four well, prayers. That, that's a whole. Yeah, that's a whole he'll get into that. Yeah, too. we'll add. He has a video. Videos. Well, he has videos that we'll have linked in the yeah. description that he goes really in depth about the different feasts that they celebrations yeah. that they had, but they had all a lot of their celebrations always included wine. Uh, so today we're talking about the fruit of the vine. What you're seeing here is a. Is a uh, it's a picture, a portrait of the rendition of the spies bringing forth grapes on a, on, a, on a pole or a vine. They have grapes, and they also had pomegranates and barley and some things like this. <clears throat> the fruit of the vine. I want to ask you a question real quick. We're all familiar with the New Testament enough to know. Jesus gets baptized, okay? He, he, he comes out in the power of the Holy Spirit, and then and only then did he do his first miracle, Right? Does anyone remember what was the first miracle of the Lord Jesus? Now, I'll read this to you real quick here. Um, the fruit of the vine 
that we're talking about. All the wine in biblical times was light wine, i.e. not fortified with extra alcohol. Concentrated alcohol was only known in the Middle Ages when the Arabs invented distillation. Alcohol actually is an Arabic word. The seven species, now you're gonna, if I say the land of milk and honey, okay, ding, I get that. I can identify with that, I've heard that before. The seven species is the same thing, and I'll, I'll explain that in a moment. Uh, we're just gonna, there's a lot of language in the Bible that we're not gonna grab if we don't understand this concept. So again, to be clear, ultimately, Jesus did not get drunk. Yeah. But he did drink wine. Yeah, so let's, let's continue. Um, <clears throat> so did Jesus validate wine? We'll get to that. But yeah, anyway. we'll get to that. And so let's let's go back a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, Behold, a man gluttonous and a wine biber, mm -hmm. a friend of publicans and sinners, but wisdom is justified of her children. Yeah, and just to stop right there, the NLT translation for some, because that, that can be confusing, yeah, yeah, can but be wisdom confusing. is justified by her children. But if you read a, a newer translation, ESV, NLT, whatever translation you like to read, um, it will usually say something along the lines of, through Jesus's character, through yeah. his character, you know that he would not participate in these things. Right, right. So, so yeah. Just wanted yeah, to in a nutshell, mm -hmm. we know through, you know, Jesus would not get drunk mm -hmm. by simply his character mm -hmm. so then it goes on to say the son of man on the other hand feasts and drinks and you say he's a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners but wisdom is shown to be right by its results mm -hmm. and what are its results what, like, like, yeah, what is wisdom's results? So wisdom's results can be... Because wisdom only comes from God. Yeah, it comes from you God. Know, wisdom doesn't come from anyone else. It comes from God. And so if you are you have wisdom from the Lord, you're not going to do those things. Yeah, you're not going to overindulge in yeah. things. You're not going... Mm -hmm. You're going to know when to say things and when not to say things. So mm -hmm. in this situation, Jesus knows that when he partakes in drinking of the fruit of the vine, which is wine, mm -hmm. he is not going to overindulge himself and change his demeanor. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, and for those who, you know, here, you know, going back to verse where it says feast and drinks, and the drinks are not fruit drinks, mm -hmm. grape juice, because we we can see later on after that it says he's a the the Pharisees respond and says he's a glutton and a drunkard and we know that you can't get drunk off of grape juice, mm -hmm. so we know that it's referring to the fruit yeah. of the vine due due to it having and some again alcohol just content. from Jewish traditions yeah. because again we're in America <clears throat> we don't have the term we don't use the term fruit of the vine we use the term wine yeah right. But when you're talking about a word that comes from Jewish tradition, centered around Jewish thought process, Hebrew, Greek, fruit of the vine is associated with wine. And they were very much aware of that. You know, they knew that this term meant wine. We just didn't know. We don't know that because we weren't, we didn't grow up around that. Yeah. And we didn't celebrate those. We didn't have those celebrations. Absolutely. So when you understand that and you go and read the word now, and my and my goal is not to convince people to believe what we believe. My goal is for you to be prayerfully mm -hmm. through the power of the Holy Spirit 
allow the Holy Spirit to teach you, but to also have an open heart and an open mind and be willing to go seek it out for yourself. Have a mind, be like a child, just like Uh Jesus says. And, you know, if, if for those who do not want to partake, take in any cup of wine while you're on this earth that's okay mm-hmm. there's nothing yeah, wrong with there's that there's nothing wrong with that and you know? i think we have to as a body of christ and we're about to get in the we got we, we're gonna get into the meat of the yeah, word now yeah so because as a body of christ we cannot sway one another either way yeah and I, we're gonna prove that yeah. you actually are sinning when you try to sway one another another way because you're you're hindering your brother and sister from believing what they believe by faith. Yeah, yeah. Because and we're, and we're talking of things. Faith, we're talking about you're not walking at all. Right. And, and if a person's telling somebody you you're sinning because <clears throat> you're doing this, and God's saying I didn't say this was a sin, then you're also you're ultimately becoming a stumbling block for that person, and vice versa. If you're saying you have to drink wine because I drink wine, da 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 da, and you're wrong, I'm right then you also are causing a stumbling block for your brother and sister that believes they should not drink that. Yeah. So. And so we're going to go to Romans 14, mm-hmm. which is going to break all this down. We're going to read read it verse by verse, the whole chapter. And So we're going to go to Romans 14, and this is uh, the whole chapter we're going to read. And then after we read it, we will break it down mm-hmm. and get into the meat of the context. Mm-hmm. It's a long <clears throat> passage. You want so, me to start yeah, off? Yeah, you want to start by reading Yeah, I'll first start half. off and I'll read like 1 through 14. So it says, Accept other believers who are weak in faith, and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. For instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything, but another believer with a sensitive conscience will eat only vegetables. Those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't. And those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do. For God has accepted them. Who are you to condemn someone else? servants their own master will judge whether they stand or fall and with the lord's help they will stand and receive his approval in the same way some think one day is more holy than another while others think every day is alike you should each be fully convinced that whichever day you choose is acceptable talking about the sabbath similarly Mm -hmm. is acceptable Those who worship the Lord on a special day do it to honor him. And those who eat any kind of food do so to honor the Lord since they give thanks to God before eating. And those who refuse to eat certain foods also want to please the Lord and give thanks to God. For we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it's to honor the Lord. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we will belong to the Lord. Christ died and rose again for this very purpose to be the Lord, both of the living and the dead. So why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For the scripture says, 
As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me and every tongue will declare allegiance to God. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. I will break down my point. I just want to start by saying, first of all, the two biggest things I want to highlight, because this is a big passage. We're going to have it in the description. Prayerfully read it yourself. Consider it. Ponder on it. Meditate on it. Um, But what the Holy Spirit showed me when we began to tackle this passage is that it continually says over and over, do not condemn. Do not condemn. Do not condemn. Right? And then it goes into talking about don't condemn one another for choosing certain things whether or not to observe certain days whether or not to to not abstain to abstain certain foods or not to abstain certain foods and it's going to go further into talking about drinking but a lot of times i've heard people quote this passage out of context and they would say well it's only talking about food or it's only talking about this but the reality is it's talking about everything everything because it lists multiple things in here it says a day's observing days uh for the set like the sabbath like there's days like for example there are people that do not celebrate do not go to church on sunday they believe that the sabbath day should be on saturday and then there's people that believe it should only be on sunday so this is what jesus is talking about because they were this went on way back then this is not new this has been going on for a long time and people have been condemning one another pushing people in a corner and making people feel like, well, because you don't celebrate Jesus on the Sabbath day, then you're a sinner. Well, because you don't celebrate Jesus on Sunday, then you're a sinner. And because you healed someone on the Sabbath day, you're a sinner. The Pharisees did it to Jesus. And Jesus is saying, you're, you are wrong by doing this. You are, you are causing your brothers and sisters to stumble. If your brother and sister says, I want to be a vegan and I don't want to eat meat then allow for them to do that because they're walking in faith in that. If if I don't want if I want to eat meat and I love my pork and my bacon, let me do that. Don't try to condemn me because you have a conviction otherwise. And so that is what we're getting to the heart of. This is the meat of the word of being able to dissect with the power of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, you know, right from wrong, rightly dividing the word of truth. So yeah. I just want to say that. Absolutely. And going back to the bacon, you know, when we give thanks to the Lord, don't call anything you give thanks to the Lord. Um, whatever you give thanks to, it's clean. It's not unclean. Mm, don't so, call what is clean. What is unclean. clean, unclean. Yeah, mm. there it is. So where we left, mm-hmm. we left Paul off said at that. 15. Yeah. Was it? Well, Jesus said that to Paul. <clears throat> yeah. Verse 15. And if another believer is distressed by what you eat, you are not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eating ruin someone for whom Christ died. Mm-hmm. Then you will be not. Then you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good. Mm-hmm. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God, and others will approve of you. So then, let us aim for harmony in the Mm -hmm. church and try to build each other up. Mm -hmm. Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember, all foods are acceptable, but it is wrong to eat something if it makes another Mm -hmm. person stumble. Mm -hmm. 
It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if it might cause another believer to stumble. Now, I do want to stop here because mm-hmm. this is the verse where a lot of people misconstrued or they'll take this sense. one verse and take it out of context. Mm-hmm. So from the first, starting from the first verse all the way to 21, we know where it talks about the do's and don'ts and not to condemn. And so here where it says it is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else that it, it might if it might cause another believer to stumble. So in this case, if there is a believer who does not want to partake in wine, who does not want to partake in meat, we Mm -hmm. will carefully uh, have wisdom in the matter. And we will not, we will, you know, like if it isn't, if like, if it's in my house, I'm not going to have it where it's seen, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm going to keep it away from them. I'm not going to cause them and not cause them to stumble. Yeah. I'm not going to cause them to stumble. It is better to just not do it at all in the presence of someone that believes it's wrong. That's literally what it's saying. It's saying like, if I, if I have a believe a brother and sister that just believes it's wrong, and I, I won't be in their presence doing it yeah. if I because I don't want to be a stumbling block to their belief because ultimately it's going to go yeah. on to say that it's actually a sin for that person yeah. that believes it's a sin. Yeah. And that goes into a whole nother conversation because mm-hmm. we're going to get in a podcast about convictions because there are some people that believe convictions is the same. Everybody has the same convictions. Yeah. And everybody does have the same convictions when it comes to sin. Yeah. But everybody does not have the same yeah. convictions let's, when it comes to stuff that is not sin. Yeah. Let's get there. So, so yeah. in verse 22, you may, it says, you may believe there's nothing wrong with what you are doing, mm-hmm. but keep it between yourself and God. Mm-hmm. Blessed are those who do not feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. Let's pause for a second. Yeah. Blessed are those who did something. For who, the, yeah. Who Blessed are those who don't feel guilty don't for feel doing guilty. something they have decided is right. So if you decide in your mind it's okay to drink wine and the Bible does not say it's a sin, which it doesn't. Yeah. Then you bless, bless yeah. are you. This and is blessed not, is the one that doesn't. It says that they don't believe in it and yeah. chooses not to. Yeah. You are both blessed. Yeah. So why condemn one another? Yeah. That's what it's saying. And we're not gonna give. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna have somebody take an inch and go a mile and say, "Oh, well, I take one shot. I'm not gonna get drunk of one shot tequila and this." No, that's mm-hmm. th- those things are sins. Yeah, you know. I don't when even I'm, think. Yeah, as I believe wisdomly. Again, yeah. pray for this. Consider yeah. this. That it's wrong to drink any form of alcohol outside of wine. Outside of whatever Jesus validates. Anything Jesus did or validate, it is not. He only validated wine. So we're here to follow in his footsteps. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So anyway. Here we are, verse 23. Mm -hmm. But if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and do it. Mm. So if you're having a conviction, if, if you know, like, man, I know I shouldn't be doing this. Mm. Or you your feel conscience. like you shouldn't be doing yeah, it. Yeah, because your conscience bears witness. Mm-hmm. And so, it's not even if you know you shouldn't be doing it. It's just like you feel like you shouldn't be doing it. Right, right. You know? Yeah. So that is considered sinning. Mm. For, let's go on and read. For you are not following your convictions. Again, that's another thing. You are not following your convictions based off what True said, going into convictions. It's not it didn't say you are not following the convictions. You're not following your convictions because everybody doesn't have the exact same convic- convictions. 
even though you want to use an example of that with like somebody that be like specific because what is the conviction that somebody would have that maybe somebody else wouldn't have well i mean just this topic alone if yeah. somebody is is doesn't want to partake in wine even though we through wisdom and the holy spirit revealed to us that wine isn't the issue but it is the drunkenness mm. that is the sin mm-hmm. of the matter if that person does not want to partake in wine, then that is just that. We're not going to force them. And but I think, well, I'm trying to talk about it. So I'll give an example. Yeah. I think a good example is if somebody used to drink alcohol. Right. There are people that have drunk, used to get drunk off of alcohol, and they've struggled with the spirit of alcohol, the spirit of alcohol. And because they have been delivered from that, they have chosen to abstain from that. And even the ministry yeah. God may have called them to, to bring other people out of out, out of that, have decided that, okay, I'm not going to do that for the sake of the people I'm calling out of, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. but that does not mean that it's a sin for everybody else. It right. will be a sin to that person because yeah. they believe that yeah. it's wrong it could, and it for, also, for, for their ministry and what God right, is calling exactly. them to do. Because they could be calling, God could be calling them to a higher standard, yeah. a higher, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, higher standard. I don't even and say we, a higher standard because we all have a, yeah, we all have a, you know, we, we grow a, from faith to faith, glory yeah, to glory, but, but whatever they're think, doing they have a lot, they might have a lot more influence mm-hmm. and they want to just make sure and cross all dot all their eyes. But not just that, they might be yeah. dealing with people that actually struggle, struggle. with in yeah, that exactly. area. Like I'll mm-hmm. give you pornography. Yeah. You know, I feel like there's some people that can watch love movies, like romance movies and it not affect them. But yeah. then there's people that have struggled with pornography, have yeah. came out of that that they it's like they don't want to watch romance yeah. movies. And or so even the fact a, even if it's just not a struggle, the person may be single. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. That's, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So, I believe, let's see. Yeah, single people have, that's a good point. Single people have different convictions than married people. That is true, and I can attest to that. So, yeah. yeah. The last sentence, (laughs) if you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. Hmm. So, all in all, um, this is a very, um, very good verse to ponder on when talking about, you know, this subject of wine mm-hmm. we want to just make sure you know for those who you know do partake in it and don't partake in it we not just us as the body shouldn't condemn each other uh in a matter of this and anything mm. you know um take it you know take it to the lord if that's mm. you know pray about it pray about it yeah. so but yeah yeah let's All right, and so here we have, you know, our last scripture where we found that was useful is First Timothy five twenty three, where we have Paul speaking on um, the your boy, of the wine. Your, your boy, boy Paul. Paul. So here it says, <laughs> "Stop drinking only water and use a little wine because of your stomach and your frequent illnesses." This is more of one of the more I would say popular verses when they do come to wine. And we love Paul because, I mean, Paul's just great. But, you know, Paul is like these one of the strict, he's the strictest apostle that we know, right? Yeah. In the New Testament. 
you know so and so someone as strict as Paul that, you know for him to yeah. say that you know is a sign that you know it just validates wine all the more yeah because ultimately he knows that Jesus validated it mm-hmm. he has an awareness so yeah well with that being said I guess we answered the question like Jesus validates wine yeah we'll leave it to you guys yeah, based off you of guys, what we say us, what do you for think us, in we us. believe we believe from our interpretation and I want to say our interpretation but from what we believe the Holy Spirit showed us and revealed to us we believe that ha- drinking wine on special occasions celebrations is not a sin it is only a sin when you overindulge in it yeah which the sin is drunkenness yes yeah, and any other form of liquor that is not ex- that is not expounded on in the Bible, mm-hmm. Jesus did not yeah. partake in. Yeah, we also we went. Yeah, we went over the, well. you know, celebration part and even how the world sees it in a very high class light. Mm-hmm. You know, sophistication. But when you see liquor, it's always partying, get Party. drunk, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. So the very nature of how the world sees it even attests to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fist- and I think Jesus knew that because it. that's the thing. Jesus would never associate himself with a spirit, a drink that's called a spirit. So Absolutely. for y'all out there, please stop <laughs> saying wine is a spirit. It's not a spirit. Look it up. Do the research. It's not a yeah, spirit. Liquor is a spirit. Wine yeah, is not a and spirit. And it just really surprised me because I had yeah. no idea. We, we learned a lot, man. We really did. Learned a lot. So, so yeah. I guess my call, I guess... The thing that I would, again, urge everyone to do that is watching this is to, you know, join in on conversation, comment, Mm -hmm. talk about your thoughts, but also pray about it. Really pray about it. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you. You know, I I will even say one of the beautiful scriptures that God showed me when I really started this journey to want to know more about this was the verse that talked about um, Jesus um, saying that he will save this last cup for the disciples in heaven. And that was just such a beautiful picture because when I, when I spread that, my little understanding of what, what he's talking about, I'm like, yeah, his cup, his cup of what? Yeah. And then I realized, and I did study of the Lord, show me, the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit showed me that it was the fruit of the vine, which was wine. And so that's why I, I I don't want to make people come up to their own conclusion. I just say, prayfully consider it, you know, pray about it. And this is not a a shot to go. And hey, if you don't want to change your heart on it and you just want to abstain from it that's all the more that's all the more uh glory to god because you're gonna follow in his footsteps and save your cup as well yeah because eventually you're gonna have to drink a cup (laughs) with the lord that's not a shot taking a shot at you but (laughs) we're all gonna be drinking a cup with jesus so (laughs) but the point is is that you know that's okay but let's you know let's love one another let's not condemn one yeah. another either way yeah. and the call to action to to. is to those who you know who are actually overindulging Getting in drunk. drunkenness and mm-hmm. not being sober minded you know this us is, correcting yeah this is a love. form of correction in love mm-hmm. and you know on particularly of, of wine but also to those who are in are drinking liquor and other mm. strong drink the bible says so mm-hmm. yeah if you're getting drunk it's wrong it's a sin god clearly states that it's a sin yeah. when you're getting drunk and so um yeah rightfully yeah. derive the word of truth and i guess that leads us to our our, our question yeah if, if 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 wine is such a bad thing then why then why did jesus, jesus validate, validate it? it yeah 
There it is. So I can go ahead and I'm just going to do a, a quick prayer for everybody in the body. And so, Lord Jesus, we just thank you today, Father, for this day and this word that you've given us, Lord, through the power of your Holy Spirit. We know that we know in part, Lord Father, and we just ask that you bless this part, Father. We ask that everybody who is viewing, Lord, it is a divine appointment and it is not by accident. We just bless those who, who whose eyes have been uh, who sealed, Lord, and now open, Lord Father, to this mm -hmm. truth. We ask them that they seek their own salvation with fear and trembling, and Lord, that they validate it for themselves by seeking you, Lord Jesus, and not just hearing it from us, not just hearing it from our perspective, Lord Father. Let them open the word, your word, Lord Jesus, and give them wisdom beyond their wildest dreams. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all remember to subscribe. And we'll see you again <laughs> in another video. Thank you so much. Stay tuned. <laughs>